0: on the beat
1: welcome back welcome back welcome back everybody to another episode of the million dollars podcast today we have mr. Jeremy McDonald of learn grow and invest the only place not please people it's not financial reform, We're not giving financial advice. This is a disclaimer for this episode. We're not giving financial advice. Everything that you'll be hearing here is strictly for entertainment purposes only. I'm sure Mr. McDonald will support me with that statement, don't you? (laughs) Definitely. Indeed. Nice. For the first time in 40 years and 49s, we have Mr. Daniel
2: Mayer. (laughs) I at can't park, tell you how I've been anticipating finally being able to just that's that's crazy. We haven't seen this man since
1: the dinosaurs are here. But All right. um let's get right into it. Um Mr. McDonald. Um for the people that don't know you, can you give us like a brief introduction to who you are and an interesting fact, how you got started you
0: know, how you started your first company at sixteen? Okay, well, so for me, uh, there's not really much to me. I'm a Christian, I'm a leader, investor, teacher. I mean, those are the things, you know, I'll normally say first. You know, those are the things most people know about me. Uh, my father taught me about business very early. So from about age nine, I would ha- I'd be going to his business place every day, learning and watching, seeing him run his own business same. So I think it was only a matter of time before I started my own. So I think maybe at the age of fourteen, he left me in charge of the business, and that was a, a, a pretty. What kind of business? It was a wholesale, so um, you know, buy and sell. You know, at fourteen
2: um, doing them.
0: food items.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was. It seemed normal, you yes. know, because by then I was, you know, everybody knew me. I knew how everything was done. and knew the prices of the items, the supplies, etc. So,
1: so during, running in this kind of thing. The
0: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I think his plan, though, was for me to take over the business from him. I don't think he planned for no. me to start my own. So, I think everything he was teaching me, <laughs> he was teaching me. Like, you're next in line
2: home. as opposed to trying exactly. to make you well-rounded to go out in the world. is like, hey, look, store.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's natural, right? So a lot of, of parents kind of expect their children to follow in their own footsteps or to at least be What's better at them, be better than them in their own field yeah. kind of thing. Uh, so from, from that perspective, I would say I've, I've tried to be a better you know, businessman in terms of just taking what I learned from him and being better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's kind of led to me starting my own business while I was in high school. So the story behind that is really, you know, I started to learn about computers and, you know, after a while I started to notice that persons around me had the same issues, they needed their computers fixed as well. So I was like, well, I mean, I might as well do this because somebody, um, you know, said to me I should consider running a business. Mm-hmm. So I said, why not? Mm-hmm. started to fix computers for slices of pizza or
1: Or $500. That's (laughs) a big deal.
2: Exactly. You You couldn't just (laughs) walk around with pizza and not somebody. What are you saying? Hold on.
1: (laughs) That kind of leads us into the
2: the,
1: the next question, um, Mr. McDonald. Getting started at 40, receiving that cheap code, practically the key code from your dad, being an entrepreneur, getting that blueprint, starting the computer um, fixing or repairs company, um, all of that would entail building a company, um, yeah. knowing probably the importance of equity, right? Um, so what do you think, in your opinion, um, do you think it is necessary, you know, nowadays whether you work a nine to five or not, do you think it's important in equity in a company, whether you're a private or public company, based on your experience with clients?
0: Yeah, I think one of the great ways to build wealth is through equity. And so I mean we we can think of it privately, meaning, you know, if it's um, if it's not a publicly listed company but it's a company, then you can get equity by, you know, speaking to investors privately if mm-hmm. they Believe in the product or the service or the company, then you can get funding that way. Publicly, know, which is what most people think about um, through the stock markets, that is exactly so. I mean, to, to me, most businesses, I can't really think about a company that started publicly first. They usually start right. privately, then when they get to a certain scope or scale, then they'll go public. So every, every business that I can think of starts privately. So I would say I think some of the best deals are made at the private stage because, I mean, think about Facebook. Think about some of the companies that's listed locally. Imagine those investors who came in at the ground floor <laughs> at the point that we as a public are getting in, they're getting out, which mm-hmm. means they right. make a ton of money by the time it, it gets around to us. So I think that equity is something that you should seek after. Network, um, talk to, to entrepreneurs. If you see something that you think five years, ten years, fifteen years from now will be worth something, then try to work out an equity arrangement and see see how that can can benefit you. So, but it takes vision, right? So for your for your company,
1: um, did you did you ever sell that computer repairs company? What did did you
2: get? What um, two boxes of pizza for the for the entire time. Hello, oh, no, no. You, you, hello, stop, let the man talk in business. People come <laughs> wait no, outside their so, gate, bought them a pizza in their mouth. So that business failed, actually,
0: and the lesson that that it, it left me with. So at first I thought that failure was a bad thing, but that company actually led to further opportunities and it laid a strong foundation for me and my network. So I mean, I don't I don't regret that I started it. I don't regret that it failed. You know, would I start the same company again? Probably not, because computers are it, it's not the same it's not the same market than it was when when I started. Because you know, when I was 16, that was the year 2000. Mm-hmm. It's very different now. So I would want a business that is not as demanding. For me, I least, not right now, and that margins aren't as as small mm. because you know I, I I remember, for example, um, when shipping started to become a thing, I placed an order for a video card. I paid. I, it was three thousand for the video card online. I paid like one thousand five hundred to clear it. Ordered the very same video card for the very same price. The second time it came, I paid three thousand five hundred to clear it. Ooh. So exactly, so those things, you know, became a big issue. When ultimately the business failed because of cash flow. So I was not generating enough cash, which is one of the things we look for as investors in a company. We look for their cash, right? We look to see how they're managing cash. But I, I didn't have enough cash. Maybe if I knew as much about investing, then I would have just, you know, sought to get some capital, and then I'd right. probably be running that business now. But
2: You know, that reminds me of, though, Violet, you remember um, a concept we heard from uh, a guest prior about failing forward? Yeah, right. And, like, I think that, like, I I can't tell you how much I can relate to all of what I just heard a while ago, because I'm very tech savvy as well. I'm very interested in, like, pulling apart electronics, modifying them, upgrading them, things like that. That's even the story with the machine I'm on right now. It's actually a work in progress. So... Looking at how, because even when he said a while ago about how the technology sector has changed, there are so many other industries that don't behave like technology does, which is why those who want to start technology need to always remember that you're competing against a lot of the best people. You're not not competing with a man who can engineer him out of the market. Because think about it like this. Like he even said, how dear it is to bring stuff in. If, let's say, you're bringing in graphics cards, some RAM sticks, and so forth, you think, okay, I only spent $200 on this. It's regular. It gets to the port now, and they're like, oh, yes, you paid this, but it values this. So, because it values this, we have to go charge you this. So, for example, an NVIDIA graphics card or an AMD graphics card or something that's high-end that's going to cost you in excess of five to 600 US. When it gets to Jamaica, you can't pay for it. And then the person who want the service definitely not wanted to pay you for what the service gonna cost, including exactly. the customs and all of those things. Exactly. So, so,
0: so I, when I thought about it, it actually made sense to own, uh, to own the company in between, which was a shipping company.
2: Yes. Uh. Which, yes. Yeah. Assets. You have to have control over your entire production flow. If you're not able yeah. to guarantee what you can do and how much you can charge somebody for it, and then you have to make it that it works in your country, because you see, in America now, or England, or anywhere in Europe for that matter, a tech startup you'd have so much more resources to draw from. You'd have not. Let's not even mention China, where there are cities like Shenzhen, where you can literally buy uh, just the glass for the cover on your phone, the, like just the glass that covers the camera. But you can't do that in a country like Jamaica that's not very technologically interested. I wouldn't even say advanced, I would say and, interested. And
1: and, beca- and you see, because of all of those limitations, missions now, um, you know, I think that is why Mr. McDonald eventually uh, moved away from that space, right? Yeah. Um, so, and because of that, and, you know, faring forward, um. It's probably the best move. What was what was the transition from
0: that, um, computer company? Where did you go next as you related to your business ventures? Well, from there what I did was, you know, I stayed home for a bit, right? So I was home for a year plus. I still had some customers, so even though I closed a physical store, I was still working with some customers because that's the only way I knew to, to make money. Right so, um, you know, my wife at the time was well, my wife <laughs> my wife at the time but my wife was encouraging me to go on and, and get a nine-to-five job and I was like well I'm, I'm an entrepreneur I'm not I can't really fit into corporate it doesn't make sense right. but what what I didn't know at the time it just means that I needed to find the right company right so right. Um, at the time I was going to university and I heard about an internship for Microsoft that was in so I closed the business in In 2013, in 2014, I heard about an upcoming Microsoft internship. I thought it would be a good idea to work for an international company. They're in tech as well, Uh, mainly software. I mean, I focused mainly on hardware before, so maybe learning the software side would make sense. My game plan going into that company was saying, well, let me learn as much as I can about software, see if that side of the tech business makes sense. You know, I'll work here for a couple of, years, couple of years, learn all I can, and then just go back to running my own business full-time. So that's a part of a seven-year plan. I mean, the path kind of changed along the way. Right. But I'm, I'm at the tail end of that plan where hopefully in a few years I can go back to running a business full-time. So, so you're currently at Microsoft now? No. So I moved from Microsoft to
2: a Microsoft partner. No, no to I like how casually we're talking about Microsoft, by the way. Just, just throwing that out there. Like Microsoft, I this, <laughs> but no, yeah. So, so, so Microsoft is is a
0: very, I mean, it's it's a it's a world renowned company. Uh, we there is a Microsoft Jamaica mm, office, yeah. But my team, the team that I worked with, were spread across the the Caribbean, and I had the opportunity to travel. I had the opportunity to network. And I still have a lot of those relationships now
2: um, that I had while I was there. That is one of the difficult decisions that people don't know entrepreneurs have to make. When you say, I'm going to not earn what I want to for this X amount of time, because I need to learn this, meet these people, go to this place, get versed in how these things operate. So you see, when you actually do start monetizing, you start running as opposed to from the ground. Yeah, exactly. So... What what I'm doing is learning.
0: So I, I took I look at the Microsoft model as to how they make money, and I've been trying to build businesses that are online based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, require very little input from me, and that mm-hmm. you know I can scale quickly. That I can scale globally. So that's that's kind of been the idea. And you know, software is actually one of those. Um, you, you build it once. And then you can sell it forever, yeah. and just right. you know, update it yeah. often. So it's That's... like it's like building a car, but instead of selling the person a new car, you, you're you're upgrading the car as they're driving it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that model just makes sense to me. So I mean, right now <laughs> I'm working on businesses that can be online only. You know, maybe um, you know record content. So, for example, our our YouTube channel is is one. One example of that, mm-hmm. we, we we create the content once and persons can watch it forever. So five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, persons will be able to watch our 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 content and we can get paid through YouTube for that content. So, you know, when, right. while I was at Microsoft, I learned how to build systems yeah. and not necessarily build a business for our product or our service, but it's more the system that can... Bring you to that point. Exactly. Right. So, exactly. So, 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 where did the transition occur? From
1: you've been on, not even the transition, but where did the interest come from for investing in the equities market? Where did where did that start? Did that start as a
0: 16-year-old running a computer repairs company, or did it happen a little, a little bit later? It happened about five years ago, so I never really understood the concept of investing until, (laughs) yeah, so I I started investing at 32 years old. So I I learned about it because, you know, um, a friend of my wife, you know, went to her and said, well, you know, there's this thing called Ethereum, you know, it's selling for 30 US dollars per one and it would make a good investment.
2: You
0: got came so to me and, you know, mentioned it. it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold not Hold on. So, so hold I don't know this thing you're talking about. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. Later on that year, we we started to see the price go up and up and up. So we did get in at $450. And I thought that was really high.
2: I thought that was really (laughs) high. Get in at $450. You're the finish. You're the finish.
0: So, I mean, we got in and I was like, well, I mean... That 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 first run up that we experienced it went from four fifty to about twelve hundred dollars. And we're like, that's nice. But if you were <laughs> buying crypto in I think in late twenty seventeen, I think it was then our portfo- our portfolio went down ninety five percent. So that twelve hundred dollar Ethereum went down to I think like a hundred dollars, I think it was. So, and we had to decide whether or not to hold that portfolio from then till now. Thankfully, we did, right? So, we're we're still holding right now. It's about $4,000. Uh, but to me, I got in late because I could have gotten at
2: $30, which would have been no, a great yield than we were now. No, but still, but you still, still what? You still ten next year profits, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. so are you from that being your first involvement in investing to actually investing in the with latest markets,
0: then producing content on investing. How how did that transition go? Alright, so after we after we started investing in crypto, we're like, well, what other ways can we invest? So we started to talk about, you know, top Talk to persons who told us about the local market. I'm like, okay, okay, well, local market, how do we do that? So we started to ask around. Our, our very first IPO was um, VMIL. I remember at the time that we were, since we were a member of VM as a, as a customer, you got a discount at, at you got, you got about $2.33. So what we did is we took all of our savings and put in that IPO. Wow, yeah. So, because I was, because you know, so think about it. Before then, we were used Mm. to cryptocurrencies, so we're like, well, you know, this is just going to keep growing and growing, and we're just gonna get rich after like six months, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So all of our savings into BMIL, and it went from two thirty three. I think it went on a rise almost to four dollars, but then it started to go back down. I was like, wait. What's happening? I'm losing money by the day because it went when it went to four dollars, you know, we almost doubled our money because two thirty three yeah, right. four sixty-six is double. Mm-hmm. So we're almost. I think right. we're like at like seventy five percent at the time. So our savings it's looking pretty good. So so when it started to go from like four to 390, 380 I started panicking because I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I better sell now yeah. because I may lose all of my money. Right. And so I said, you know what? Let me take some profit, and I'm actually glad we didn't sell all of it. But we bought a, a very large amount, like like hundreds of thousands of units. Mm-hmm. We oh. sold we sold about about seventy five percent of it mm-hmm. at at about three forty five. So we still made you know about fifty percent upfront, and we kept right. that. But after that mm-hmm. experience, you know, started to just you know invest more. And as we were learning and we're talking to other persons, you know, one day, I think 2017 Christmas, you know, we're hanging out with some friends and we're talking investments. And and then we said, well, it would make sense to just meet up with some other persons, keep talking about investments, and let's see how much we can learn and, and build wealth. So seven of us in 2017 December formed a WhatsApp group. Then we started to talk about, you know, cryptocurrencies. We started to talk about stocks. We talked about real estate, and from there, we kind of just kept on adding more and more persons to the group. That group went up to about eighty persons, and right. then we're like, well, at some point, we're going to outgrow this group, so let's start to go to, you know, let's start to meet in 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 person. We met at the Microsoft office because that's where I worked at the time, and then. It was twenty of us, then thirty, then forty, then fifty. So we're like, wait, something is happening here. This is becoming right. something that is 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 bigger than us. Right. So, so so we came up with the name Learn Grow Invest and we started to just host meetings online when when the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's kind of just taken off to more than we, we have expected. Um, because right now we have with with all platforms, you know thousands of followers, we have you know more than fifty thousand views on our YouTube channel. and more and more you know we're getting opportunities to speak about investing. But we are actually treating this community as as a business or a system as well. So we treat it like we we did when we were running that computer business. Mm-hmm. So even though a lot of our content is free, you know, it's high quality. Still we, a service you're we, offering, an educational exactly, course. Exactly. And and what we realize is that there are opportunities in the right type of education.
2: Exactly.
0: Right, so if, you, if you think about it, I mean, people go to YouTube to learn. Like me. If like <laughs> me, my whole life. My, <laughs> yeah, my whole life. exactly. So, so if we can build a solid brand on YouTube, then it will lead to other opportunities for other businesses that can offshoot from that. So yeah. so it's 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 kinda of the idea around it and we're building it so that in, in a few years we can just do it full time. Similar to, to what you see what um what you see from from Khalila, where she went awesome. from from right. doing it, you know,
2: part time to full time. Yeah. yeah. Right, it, right, right. So building practically a inner brand, as you say. It all starts mature. from the group chat, you know. Yep, all uh, starts right. from the group chat, right. and, and so 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 let's let let's
1: try and tap into to that learn go invest um, knowledge base here. Um, a lot of our viewers viewers and listeners are um, first investors or potential investors to mm-hmm. attract you know Bitcoin. Of course, you have the other crappy coins actually, but you know that you're investing because you know for entertainment purposes. Of course. But you know, some of the ones in the utility like Ethereum, um, Bitcoin, Solana, you know, these 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 coins are slowly um, making their way onto you know institutional balance sheets. So, in your opinion, what's your opinion of Bitcoin's um, you know outperformance of most asset class you know on a year year by year basis for the last decade? That's crazy. And in your opinion, do you think we should be exposing more of our portfolios to
0: cryptocurrencies as they become more relevant? Or should we just stick to less volatile asset classes? Um, Well, so I personally think volatility presents opportunities. So I I personally don't shy away from volatility. I think it it has its place. What, What I would say is that, I mean, Bitcoin has thought has taught us that what person's value they're willing to pay increasingly more and more for. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it, it has gotten viral to the point that part, the more persons talk about it, the more it becomes valuable. The more it becomes valuable, the more persons are willing to pay for it. Mm-hmm. So it it's kind of feeding into itself. Now, the concern about that which is now will, will, will inform how I think you should invest in it. One of the first things I said to me before I started in, in cryptocurrencies, they're like, don't invest what you can't afford to lose. And they said it over and over and over and over again. And when, when our portfolio went down 95%, I heard, don't invest what you can't afford to lose. So I was like, okay, am I willing to lose this money that, that I've invested? I was like, at the time, yeah. And that's why I was willing to wait it out for for two plus years till it got back to where it was and even further. So what that means is that in terms of your portfolio, I think it makes sense in in a portfolio that has multiple asset classes. If you're only invested in one asset, I'm not sure I would say that should be a cryptocurrency for somebody who's brand new to investing and that, that reason is if you put ten thousand dollars in and then tomorrow it's two thousand dollars, you may cry. But if it is you have you have a hundred thousand and you spend ten thousand on it, then you may not be as concerned and then you'll have now the patience to see what it can become. So I would say, you know, set it at the right amount of your portfolio so that you cannot allow it and give it room become all it can because as I said I think it's extremely early so mm-hmm. if you set it, so for example a part of my portfolio it started out being the 5% right. so that 5% is now growing where it, is. it has now become more of my portfolio based on how it's grown over the past few years but I've invested an amount that I don't have to worry about losing sleep over it if, if tomorrow I wake up and it's $10,000 for mm-hmm. one bitcoin right. so I would say set it that way and especially if you're young, I think it's important to invest in multiple asset classes. Now if, if somebody is fifty-five years old thinking about retirement, they may they may not use the same allocations right. but it's 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 just important to invest based on, on on your goals, based on your life stage, based on your age, based on your income. Those are things that are that should shape every investment decision. So, in simple terms, should it be a part of your portfolio? I think yes. I think cryptocurrencies should be a part of your portfolio. The amount though is really dependent on you and how the rest of your portfolio is positioned. And I mean I think it will it will continue to do well. I don't really subscribe to those those ridiculous valuations like you know, Bitcoin to a million in two years kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But but I think it has room to grow because more and more persons are giving it attention and there's this kind of there's this viral feel to it where it it can gain momentum, which Mm -hmm. as you know from from the stock market, momentum can push an asset past its fair value and then ultimately it may correct. And Mm -hmm. so that's 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 probably important as well to understand that it goes through cycles, so you want to buy at the right point of the cycle. If you hear that it's, it's it's just hitting you all-time high, that may not be the best time to buy. Right. But the time when persons are supposed to buy are not when they want to buy. They, they want to buy when it's going up and not when it's going down. Right. And, and that's just in, in general, right? So if you hear, look at um, carib cement. Carib cement went to $150, I think, a few a few months ago. Yeah, Nobody wanted to buy at that time, right? No persons. Actually, persons may have wanted to buy at that time because they're thinking there's this thing in our mind that says oh when it goes, up, it can, can go, go up more. Exactly, but when it went to seventy dollars last week, persons may, have, may, may be thinking, no, no, it's no, time to sell. So usually, right. our minds would want us to do the opposite of what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So you should so be buying now at seventy. So if it does get back to that one fifty.
0: I, can. can't, I can't. I can answer that. I no,
2: know. I mean, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't,
0: know. Yeah, we don't but, know.
2: We don't. know. We don't. Yeah,
0: but I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving an example. Speculation, hypothesis. We're not giving financial
1: advice. Yeah, yet. we're
0: not
1: giving so, advice. Uh, so, Mr. McDonald, Mr. Raymond McDonald, thank you very much, first of all, for, for taking the time. out to Actually you know, sit down and speak to us about, uh, you know, investing, about learning, growing, and investing. Um, is there anything, any information that you'd like to leave with the audience before probably learn or invest on um, YouTube page, Instagram page,
2: contact mm-hmm. numbers? Access to that quarterly investment. Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, the best place to reach us is,
0: um, so, we have a Telegram group, it's growing quite quite nicely. So we have a link tree that if you visit any of our social media pages, that link is there. When you click that link, it, it gives you access to all the places that, that you can reach us. The the free class link is there. Our content is there. The link to request a presentation. So, for example, schools can request a presentation on any financial um, literacy topic free of charge we don't charge schools for that 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 presentation mm-hmm. uh, you can join our facebook group or our linkedin group or our telegram group you can you know follow us on on any social media platform and i mean really it's our goal is just to talk to as many persons as we can talk to as many people as we can and my, our dms are always open so first yes. we'll reach out is it name learn, grow, and invest on Instagram? Yeah. Or yeah. Learn, grow, invest. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 Um, underscore. No, no, no. So there are a few pages on IG called learn, invest, grow, grow, invest, learn, etc. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll know our page once once you get there because you, you'll see my face. You'll mm-hmm. probably see my wife learn, as grow, well. Learn, grow,
2: invest. Yep. And, yeah, so
0: our, our, it's, we've we've done our best to make it stand out, right? So, um, but it's the same name on all platforms. Our website, though, is learngrowinvestclub.com, And that's because the Learn best domain wasn't available at the time. As soon as it becomes available, we likely register that as well.
1: Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you again, Mr. McDonald. Um, we're going to definitely be in contact, um, you know, we're going to pass on a few of our listeners that have been asking for like this on to you. Thank yeah. you guys. Educate the masses, um, you know, and they can hopefully become a part of the, the investors community and, you know, take take first step towards building wealth for themselves and their families. So much respect, Mr. McDonald. Thank you very much for all the value that you
0: share. And I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Same to you guys. Great work. I, I've, I've been listening to a few episodes. Good job. A friend of mine, you know, Demetrius Fairman, was, was on the other day. So. Oh, Demetrius. Yes, Demetrius. You're going to make small enough. <laughs> he's going to do this thing
2: well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's. I, I think he's one of the, the persons yeah. who greatly mm-hmm. admire, I greatly admire. I like his content. And we talk a lot. So, yeah, man. Um, Keep up the good work, guys. I think. I think you know. Think five years from now, ten years from now. I think you'll do really well. I definitely appreciate
2: that. We definitely appreciate that. Means the world. All right, take care. Take care. care. Bye.